Oh, we started? Huh? Why are you always surprised when we start? I'm just making sure have we started. We have started. Oh, thank God. It's not like you've been waiting to drink this entire time. I have, because you told me I weren't allowed I wasn't allowed to drink anymore until we started. So now that we've started. You made me stop drinking a while ago. You've reached the chaise lounge. Yeah, yeah. Sheesh. This is cricket. And who are you? I'm pouring a drink. You're about to be drunk because who you are. <laughs> is that a Cayman Jack? Good Lord! You filled that glass all the way. That's one of the big wine glasses and you filled it to the tippy top. It's not going to spill. Well, no, if you get it to your mouth quick enough. Jesus. Come on, you got to let people hear you drink. Come on. You got to make the noise. <sighs> Do you feel better now? Do you have another one over here? Do I need to go get you another one to make sure you have enough alcohol so that you'll be completely trashed by the end of this? <clears throat> I'm sure our listeners wanted to hear that. Uh, that was good shit. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Welcome to another week of the podcast. I'm Which s- one is this tonight? This is this is date night. I think. I don't Wait, have. No, no, I thought we were doing political stuff on Friday and date night stuff on Saturday. We, we can want to do, end on a good, good note. We can do a mixture of the two. I, I don't know if I want to do politics at all this week. Oh, that's fine with me. But I didn't write down. I have a few politics things written down, but not very many of them. Well, I, I can't remember about last week's podcast and when it happened. Because we were, we were really trash. But I'm not sure what we podcast. talked about. A lot of stuff, because it took us three hours to talk about it. Uh, but did we talk about your car wash last week, or did that happen after that? Um, the car wash happened after that, and I'm not sure that we could... <laughs> I don't know if we could recreate... Okay, let's back up. You know, like the automatic car washes. Um, yeah, the, the tunnel she car She was washes. going to one before, did a good job, and I found one that was like... I wasn't going to get a membership there because it was just too far out of the way for me. But I got a membership at the one that's right down the road. It's a really good car wash. It does a very good job. And brand new. They just built yeah. it this year. Like, they just finished it a few months ago. But then, I went to Little Miss Prissy Pants with her to her car wash. To my new car wash. This is a brand new car wash that has been built over there near, near where I work. So, I can leave work and go straight to the car wash. It's right, right. there. Now, you know, these drive-through car washes, you... Drive up on the little thing, and it pulls you through. And then you, after you get done, you drive drive out, and you can go around the building into the mm-hmm. to the vacuums and stuff if you want to vacuum your car. Right, it's a typical car wash. But oh no, not the one Little Miss thing over here goes to. You pull, you get done with the car wash. When you turn out of the car wash, you can go two different directions. You're still in the building. Yeah, but you can go two different directions. You can either take a left and go out of the building to the outdoor car washes or... Outdoor vacuums. Outdoor vacuums. Or if you turn to the right, you stay in the building. It's a big building. Where the indoor vacuums are. (laughs) And they have this massive conveyor belt. Just a little further on. A little bit further down inside the building that you can drive up on and you put your car in park and it's a conveyor belt that goes real slow to the other end. But they have people that'll go through and vacuum out your car for you. They'll detail it. And they, they, I just can't. I was like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? This is not a fucking car wash. What is this shit? It's a full service car wash. And it all just happens to be inside this big, giant building. It's There's nothing, I mean, nothing super special about it. And I was it. making just, fun of her. I was like, oh, my oh God. okay. So this is where all of you people go. <laughs> you know, the ones that don't go up with us peasants and... Use the vacuums in the 
Ugh, how dare I say it? Uh, the outside. <laughs> oh, the, the horror. They have to vacuum your car in the sun. Uh, and, oh, and just my God. That was so, bear, that's so pathetic. Bear in mind, he riffed on this car wash <laughs> for 30 goddamn minutes about how bougie that car wash was. And about how stupid it was that I was going to it, and how much better I was than he is, and 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 how I lived on my high horse, and how I lived on this pedestal, and I wouldn't dare be caught down with the peasants at the normal car washes. Thirty minutes, he riffs on the stupid car wash. Well, a little later that day, we take my truck to my car wash. Really nice car wash. Really nice car wash. But when we drove up, all I had to say was one thing. Yeah, she looks over at the building. I said, see, this is a nice car wash. She goes, oh, isn't it cute? <laughs> and I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> I swear to God, I cannot even tell you. I watched his soul leave his body for a second <laughs> when he realized what I had said. And it's, probably the cu- it's probably the nicest car wash I've ever used. <laughs> but it's not my little bougie car wash. <laughs> Speaking of which, I went to my bougie car wash yesterday and got him to detail the inside. And that my car looks really fantastic. <laughs> looks really nice. <laughs> it's pretty cool though because you get. Do they serve you wine and cheese while you're waiting. They should. You know, I should suggest that to them. There should be like a little charcuterie board up there with some wine and some cheese and some assorted meats that we should be allowed to eat from. While yeah. we're waiting for our car like, to be detailed. Like a foot massage or whatever you rich folks do. <laughs> it's that's really cool. Shit. Because the, the monthly car wash. That's not a car wash. That's an experience. It, it is a car it, it is an, a car experience. A car wash experience. But it was really neat because my, um, you know, I had the monthly, the monthly car wash. And then if you decide to do the inner, the, you know, the detailing, you just pay them like an extra 30 bucks for the detailing, which is cheaper than any detailing you can get anywhere else. And they do like, they, they make it smell nice and they clean off your floor mats and, you know, vacuum the whole thing and dry the car inside and out. It was dry as a bone when I left. I mean, it they, they like hand dried it. It was nice. And we did use the car wash vacuums the other day when you and I went. We didn't we didn't take advantage of the full service. Right. We used the vacuums and I swear to God, those vacuums will suck the scent off your soul. Oh man, those suckers got some power to them. I mean, you know how you put them you put them back in that little that little holder thing? They just kind of like <laughs> suck right into that little holder yeah. thing. You got to yank on them to get them out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I like my I like my little bougie car wash. And you can just you can kiss my ass at your little cute car wash, but it was it was so funny because all I did is I looked over to him and I went, oh, isn't, isn't it cute? cute. <laughs> it's cute. I told her that's about as bad as when a woman can say, "But honey, the big ones hurt." <laughs> that was the same damn thing. <laughs> You've been bitter about that car wash ever since we. But honestly, being able to look at him and say, oh, it's cute, after 30 minutes of him riffing on my car wash, that is the funniest I have ever been in my entire (laughs) life, and it's the funniest I will ever be for the rest of my... I could live a thousand years and not reach that level of peak comedy. (laughs) Well, the timing... Comedy's a lot about 
subject matter and timing. It is. And the timing of that was freaking spot on. I, I will never, ever again achieve that level of comedy ever, ever in my entire life. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> Hang on. Let me get me some more wine. No, well, here's something not... that's kind of political, but it's, we're talking about funny stuff, right? All right. Go for it. On this little truth social thing, somebody, Trump, posted, My daughter Ivanka just arrived in South Korea. We could not have a better or smarter person representing our country. And the first person responded, Really? Why not? <laughs> I think it'd be awesome if we had a better person <laughs> representing the country. I mean, I mean, surely they could go out to a park somewhere and pick up a hobo that can do better but speaking of speaking of the trump kids what kills me and you know this goes back to the hypocrisy of the republicans and the hypocrisy of the people on the right um jared and ivanka were working out directly out of the white house the uh, you know almost the entire four years that trump was in white in the white house they they had offices in the White House. They worked out of the White House. They had made up titles. They got salaries. They had jobs. Um, Ivanka directly benefited off of her dad's relationship with China, and got various patents that she wouldn't have been able to get. She got them because of the fact that trademarks. he was in the White House. Trademark trademarks, patents, and things. Um, <coughs> Jared Kushner was paid $2 billion by the Saudis, and we still don't know why. Although, uh, Salamone, uh, Salamone, uh, uh, whatever, uh, the fucking crown prince of Saudi, I can't even remember his name. Anyway, he's been heard bragging recently about the classified intel he was allowed to see because he got it directly from Jared Kushner. Well, they paid him $2 billion. So we know that the Trump kids, especially those two, benefited directly from being in the White House and being associated with a president that's in the White House. But yeah, they want to call him China Biden. And they want to call Biden, you know, corrupt, and they want to call him China Biden, and they want to get Hunter, who has never, yeah, he 100% got every single job his entire life off of nepotism. 100%. Absolutely. Yes, he did. I will stand by that statement. But... He has never benefited directly off of his dad being in office the same way that the Trump kids have. At least not to the level they have. And not to the level that they have. But they've been, you know, the, the right wing have been sitting there. You know, Jim Jordan is determined that he's going to catch Biden on something. But even his, his quote-unquote whistleblowers have nothing. Well, one of the whistleblowers whistleblowed again. And he came out and said that he was paid to say what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and what cracks me up is they were showing uh, that this was on TikTok. Because the only place you can get news nowadays is fucking TikTok. Because news organizations are not reporting this shit. But they showed, uh, you know, videos from uh, C-SPAN where Jim Jordan is flat out refusing to give the whistleblower complaint to the, to the Democratic Party. He said, no, I'm not allowing you to see it. They said, why not? We're part of this committee. We're supposed to be able to see the whistleblower the whistleblower complaint. And he said, the whistleblower is here. You can question him all you want. And they said, yeah, but we want to see what he said prior to him walking in here and the reason he's here. And Jim Jordan said, no, I'm not giving you that information. And they kept telling him, they said, what part of the rules is that that you can just make that up as you go? And he said, I'm the chair. I get to decide the rules. So he's like drunk with power. 
Jim Jordan is a, he's a piece of shit anyway. He's the one that was letting the those uh, those kids on the on the wrestling team that he that he managed. They were all getting sexually abused by the coach, mm-hmm. and Jim Jordan knew about it and just let it go and told the kids to be quiet about it because he didn't want to get the coach in trouble. He is an absolute piece of trash. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's disgusting. Um, and then him acting like a little fucking Fauntley Roy, you know, not allowing people to see things that they're that they're supposed to see. It's just. It's infuriating, but nothing is going to change, and that's that's what sucks. Nope. absolutely nothing's going to change. Um, George Santos is still in Congress because Kevin McCarthy won't kick him out, um, even though he's been indicted for thirteen counts of uh, fraud, uh, money laundering, uh, lying to the government. I mean, just one thing right after the other. Oh, <laughs> and what was it? He said he can do his job and. And uh, fight these charges at the same time. What what was no. the phrase he used? He said, "I can I chew and walk gum at the same time." Yeah, I can chew and walk gum at the same time, which clearly he can't because he can't that even get the phrase right. That was his exact words. Yes, <clears throat> you ought to look that up and find it so we can play it. <laughs> but um. Oh, speaking of playing things, I want to play something for you. This has nothing to do with politics. We'll probably get back to politics at some point. Um, but I want to play something to you, uh, for you, and, and I want you to blind react to this. Okay? So that mean I got to close my eyes? No. Oh. I'm just not going to show you. I'm just going to let you hear this. And as you hear this, I want you to blind react to it. Okay? Okay. Now, let's see. Turn that off. Turn that off. Okay, is that the right? Okay, I've got the right channel on. So we've got the channel on so we can hear it. This is a woman who is trying to convince these people around her. She is in the middle of a circle of young people. Okay? She is on a microphone and an amp so she can talk to everybody. And her goal is to stop them from drinking. And to bring them to Christ. Okay. So this is her goal. All right. All right. You ready? Ready. These are all teenagers that are college students that are listening to her. If you buy her two margaritas, she will pounce right on your penis. After three margaritas, she will grab your penis and put it in her mouth. Right now, she's miming drinking four margaritas with her hand. She will grab your penis and ram it right up her anus. She's miming drinking. She will strap it on and take you. Now, um, she she she's a. Uh, She's uh trying to uh. She's trying to trying to stop him from drinking and bring him to Christ. She's trying to make him stop drinking, or is this like a like a margarita ad? Because it sounds <laughs> like it's a margarita ad to me. <laughs> kind of sounds like she's giving him the high points of drinking margaritas. <laughs> so what she's saying, you get her five margaritas and you can put it in her butt. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's four margaritas. Four margaritas. Sorry. Five margaritas. She's gonna put it in your butt. Oh, so we stop at four. We stop at four. We're stopping at four. 
So at four margaritas, you get you get head. <laughs> you get your bojangle played with. Uh huh. You get you get sex. Uh huh. And you get to put it in her butt. Uh huh. It's four margaritas. So four margaritas is apparently the key. Well, she okay. Here's here. Let's back up a little bit here. Uh, A lot of knowledge that people have. Mm -hmm. How do they get this knowledge? Mm. I want to know where the four margaritas, five margaritas came from. Is is, is this something that she practices in her daily life? A lot of your knowledge is from experience. So are you saying this woman has drank in five margaritas and has maybe laid it? To her husband? I think after he put it in her butt, she put one in his. <laughs> and apparently they both like it because she's over there bragging about it. <laughs> and I'm talking, those kids that were around her, all those college students were sitting there cheering her on. Everything she said, they're like, woo! And they're wanting to go buy margaritas. <laughs> but that brings me to my next point. Okay. Which is, I forgot. Um, no. <laughs> not surprised. Yes. Um, what wine are you drinking? Uh, this is not wine. This is a blackberry margarita. Blackberry. Oh, okay. Um, that's lemonade. Like, that looks like my wine. We about to fight. No, this is blackberry margarita. Uh, not margarita. Um, this, this stuff, this spiked lemonade. It's like 8% alcohol. That's why I forgot. Oh, okay. Um, what was I going to say? That's horrible. I hadn't even started smoking yet. That's awful. I don't know. It was something to do about that woman, I'm sure, and margaritas and doing it. No, it had to do with religion. Oh, okay. So, my point with her was she doesn't know how to read the room. Because she's saying all this stuff, and these guys are, these these girls and these gals that are listening, uh, girls and guys that are listening to her are sitting there cheering her on. So, she clearly doesn't know how to read the room, right? But, I think that the rejection is the point. The rejection of what she is saying, I think, is the point when, with regards to her religion. Because when you are in religion, you are taught that the world will reject you for being too good. The world will reject you because of who you are. The world will reject all of these things that you claim to be because you are too good for the world. And so they feed you this steady diet of you're too good for the world you will be rejected we're the only ones that love you and then they send you out into the world to talk to people your age sometimes people older than you to witness to these people and in amongst that witnessing you get a 99 percent rejection rate and then what do you do you go right back to your church and they welcome you in with open and loving arms and tell you, no, here is where you belong. You don't belong out there with those people that rejected you. You belong in here with us. And so it's yet another way that churches and high control religions have of manipulating the people within their audience, manipulating the people within that religion to train them to always come back to the fold. The rejection is the point. Maybe. But anyway, that's that's my diatribe on re- on rejection. I wonder if her religion. husband let her go out there and do that. 
That's a good point because aren't women supposed to be silent? I, I, they're supposed to be silent in church and they're not supposed to teach a man. So I wonder what she's doing out there with her little beehive hairdo and her long skirt that goes to the ground. Speaking of beehive hairdos, my, um, because <clears throat> you know, I was raised very religious. Um, <laughs> saying it lightly, I suppose. But my aunt, not my aunt Juanita, my aunt, was it aunt Juanita? No, not my, not my aunt Juanita. Aunt Juanita was like, my aunt Juanita was like your aunt Ruby. Oh, hell. Yeah, she was, she, she was just the life of any room she was in. She was the, she was the best. She was, when Aunt Juanita and Uncle Ernest would come over, she would always tell the story of how, or he would always tell the story of how he could never could figure out why they couldn't keep the alignment on their car. Oh. Because <laughs> the, the, the alignment kept getting knocked out, and he could never figure out why, and he was like, I gotta get this damn car realigned, and da 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 well, then it come to find out Aunt Juanita was hitting speed bumps at like 50 miles an hour because she said that the faster you hit them, the less you felt them. Yeah. So she would just go over <laughs> speed bumps just as fast as she fucking could. But I, grandma over here catching air on a speed bump. <laughs> and my old Duke boy was in a whole bunch of trouble again. Yep, that was my Aunt Juanita. But, oh my gosh, what was um, what was my other aunt's name? Anyway, she was my grandpa. She was my great aunt. Um, But she was my grandpa's sister. And she was one of those little old church ladies that you saw wearing the denim, the denim skirt and the flowered button-down top. Blouse. The blouse. And she had the beehive hair, hairdo. You know which one I'm talking about? And that's how she dressed every fucking day of her life. Every day of her life, she dressed that way. And she went to, one, she went to a church in a tent, and she was just as devout as she could be. And I always wondered how my parents felt about her because my parents, you know, her her and her sister, they, they all went to this church and everything. And I always wondered how my parents um, reconciled her with their religion because my parents never came out and explicitly said it, but Baptists, especially Southern Baptists, don't believe that anybody else goes to heaven. And... So I always wondered how they squared that with my great aunt being one of those weird fundy religions. She was like IFB or something, like independent fundamentalist Baptist, like super fundy, like cult fundy. Hmm. And, and I, you know, they, I remember them when, when she, cause she died of Alzheimer's and I, I remember when she passed away, um, they talked about how she went to heaven and I was like, like there was something in my brain that was kind of like, but do you really think that? Do you really think that she went to heaven? And if you really think that she went to heaven, does that mean that other people who are also not Baptists can also go to heaven? And if other people who are not Baptists can also go to heaven, does that mean other people of other religions can also go to heaven? You're kind of opening up a big wide world here. Yeah. If you're allowing somebody other than the Baptist denomination to go to heaven, because every denomination thinks they're the ones that got it right. Yeah. Well, they, they think they're the only ones that got it right. Yeah. Now, some of them are a little more wishy-washy than others as far as like, okay, we know we're going to heaven, and, and you're probably going to because at least you believe in Jesus. If you got the details wrong, God will forgive you, but you got the big part right. Like, there's there are a lot of Christian religions, and even Baptist sects 
that believe that. You know, they're a little more wishy-washy on the details. As long I mean, as you get the main thing right. You got the main thing. You know, you, you believe he gave up his weekend for our sins. Exactly. So, there you go. Exactly. And, you know, but I, I don't know. It's, I know we've talked about that before, too, but... Is it really a sacrifice if you know you're coming right back? Yeah. Because he knew he was coming back. And did he go to heaven or hell during that three days? I'm just saying. I mean, it was just... There's some people who believe, a a lot of people in the Protestant religion, and even I think some in the Catholic religion, believe that when Jesus died, he went to, to hell to fight Satan, and he came back victorious. Which, let's unpack that. If he came back victorious over Satan, why are we worried about Satan? <laughs> you know? Because yeah. if he's already beaten Satan, then, then Satan's not a problem anymore, clearly. But if he didn't beat Satan, and we're waiting for Satan to come back during Revelation, you see you see where kind of the disconnect comes in for people? For somebody like me that tries to make logical conclusions based on fact and finding... Stuff like that doesn't make sense to me within the boundaries of a religion. See, I thought it was interesting. I heard a guy say the other day, I was watching, on, of course, you like to talk, seeing everything on TikTok. Um, the guy was talking about Satan. And he was talking to somebody else about it. You know, they were having a conversation. And the guy said something about how Satan's a manipulist and he's a liar. And all of a sudden he goes, hold on. Your religion is based 100% off that Bible. Find me one spot in that Bible that says anything about anything that Satan lied about anything. Mm-hmm. Tell me one lie he said. Mm-hmm. One. He's like, I saved you time. Nothing in there. Yeah, there's nothing in there about Satan lying. Or Lucifer or any other name that you want to call him. Because honestly, the picture that we have of Satan that comes out of the Bible is an amalgam of about four or five different creatures that we have all shoved together to turn into this one being. Because the snake is not Lucifer. Lucifer is not Satan. Satan is not the adversary. You know, it's just, it's like, and and there are different Satans that are described because... Satan is just an Arabic word that means adversary. That's it. That's all that means is adversary. And there are several adversarial positions that are named in the scriptures that relate to Satan, that relate to the adversary. And different people have different different beings have taken that role. It's not one specific being that has taken the role of adversary. And the only thing that the adversary has ever done is to be a sounding board for God. To come up and make sure that God is doing the right thing. To come up and be the lawyer in spite of and for God. That's what the adversary was there for. And he can only do what God allows him to do. He is never able to have more power than God because God gave him his power to begin with. Right. So he can't usurp power from God. When he tried to usurp power from God, when Lucifer tried to overthrow heaven, he and a third of the angels did their best, and they got cast down. We don't know where Lucifer went after he was cast down from heaven. It doesn't say he went to hell. 
It doesn't say anything about hell. The scriptures are very sparse when it comes to talking about hell. And it definitely is not a place of eternal conscious torment. That's never described anywhere in the scriptures. That's something we came up with later after Dante wrote his fan fiction. That's it. And <clears throat> this vision that we have of Satan and Lucifer in the Bible is just, just so not accurate. We're basing most of what we have on Lucifer and Satan off of uh, fan fiction that Virgil and Dante wrote. Dante's yeah. Inferno, yep. written by Virgil. I mean, that, that was... That's, that's where we have the view of Satan. That's where we have the view of the eternal conscious torment of hell. That's where, where all that stuff came from. It definitely didn't come and from the, the Bible. the view of Jesus is one of the Pope's kids, wasn't it? <clears throat> okay, so... We've talked about before. We don't have to go in full detail. Just we don't. yes or right. Yes or no. No. That's what you told me before. I thought it was. Oh. But it's not. Oh. According to Dan McClellan, who is a biblical scholar who gets on TikTok to debunk stuff... He's talked about Cesare Borgia, um, the Pope's kid that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, he is not, in fact, um, the inspiration for the white Jesus that we see because apparently we had white Jesus in paintings and art before Cesare Borgia was a thing. He's also not the lover of Michelangelo or Leonardo or whoever did the, the paintings. Um, that was that was something totally different. He said, but he said we're not a hundred percent sure where white Jesus came from, uh, but we do know that it was not one of those two people, because white Jesus predates those two people. Oh, okay. So white Jesus was just put in place to appeal to white Europeans the same way that you might see a different ethnicity of Jesus to appeal to different ethnicities of people. That's all it was. I don't know how accurate Dan McClellan is. I know that he's got many, many degrees and speaks many, many languages, <laughs> ancient languages. So I'm inclined to believe him because he, he tends to bring receipts when he talks about stuff like that. So, yeah, I was wrong about Cesare Borgia being the um, inspiration oh. for white Jesus. <clears throat> Not the first thing you've ever been wrong about, I guess. It wasn't. We're not going to talk about that, honey. I don't want to make you feel bad. I wouldn't make you feel bad. <laughs> you gotta look at me in that tone of voice. <laughs> Listeners, he is looking at me. If looks could kill right now, I would be a dead bug on the floor. <laughs> with my little <laughs> with my little legs kicking in the air. <laughs> uh, I'd rip the legs off. That's mean. You shouldn't do that. That's mean to bugs. So no ripping the legs off of bugs. Hang on, let me get let me get my other. I'm done talking just about. Cook them with a magnifying glass. <laughs> Listen to them pop. Like you with the ants. <laughs> oh yeah, Jamaican me crazy. It's pink wine or pink beer. This pink stuff is beer. this stuff is eight percent alcohol by volume, so I should be good and trash by the time I get done with it. You know you can look. You happy now? This is dead air, and you're not talking. Well, you're not talking either. I am talking. I've been talking this whole time. You, you've, like, barely held up your end of the bargain here. That's because you haven't stopped long enough. Well, talk then, sir. I can't, because you won't quit. What are we talking about next? Mm -hmm. Oh, 
one more thing before we leave the subject of religion. Something I asked you about today. Do you think that you are sad in heaven? Oh, I was going to talk about that. Because, you know, I've heard that before. Somebody saying, oh, I'm going to be sad that you're not going to be in heaven with me. And it's never, it never really made me... Never really thought about it until you said what you did today. You know, because like when you... Because I've heard that so many times. I'm going to be sad sad if you're not in heaven with me. Right. But then it's like you said, there's not supposed to be sadness in heaven. It specifically says that a couple of times in Scripture. There will be no tears in heaven. There will be no sadness. God will, when when he finishes judging you at the throne of heaven, he will wipe away your tears, bring you to, to himself, and then you will live in paradise forever. So it's like you said, so that means either all memory of that person is gone or you're just not sad at all that they're not there. Yeah, either you have forgotten about them and that's why you're not sad or you know that they're in hell and you you don't don't give a shit. So either one of those two things is actually kind of horrifying if you think about it. And that's something, because my mother, my mother has said not those exact words to me, but she's kind of implied that since I was sliding toward becoming a liberal atheist, that I was definitely not going to be with them in heaven. And my sister has implied that and, you know, that they were going to be sad that I wasn't there with them. But realistically speaking, are they, are they really going to be sad? Because either they're not going to remember me or... It's not going to matter to them. It's got to be one or the other. Or the scriptures are wrong. (coughs) And you do remember it. They can't be wrong. Yeah, I mean, so we've got one of three choices. Either scripture is wrong, or you will forget the person that you knew, or you will know that they're in hell and you won't care, which makes you a sociopath. And here's another thing, too. While we're talking about heaven, do you think there's free will in heaven? Mm. You think there's free will, or do you think we're all robots, all worshiping God? There's a, a specific reason why I ask that. I'm not sure why. Because if there's no free will in heaven, that means you're trapped there, and you can never leave. If there is free will in heaven, that means you have the opportunity to leave the same way that Lucifer chose to. So what happens then? Do you become a fallen angel? Yeah, I don't know. I so guess you could. Is there free will in heaven or is there not free will in heaven? Are we little mindless automatons praising mm-hmm. the Lord regardless to what our free will is? Are we only going to want to worship God? Which again, is not our free will. If, if the only thing that we want to do is to worship God, that's not us exercising free will. Does that make sense? Then maybe your free will dies with you when your mortal body does. But that kind of sucks, too, if you think about that. If you think about being in heaven and having no free will, that kind of sucks. But would you even know that you didn't have free will? See, I don't know that either. It's bringing up a lot of interesting questions about heaven. Would you even really want to go to the version of heaven that we have? To, to me, that's not heaven. To, to me, heaven would be something different than that. Well, see, like, I, I used to think about that, like, when we, we watched Lucifer. 
right? Mm-hmm. Great show. Great show. And whenever he would go down to hell, and if he went to any of the different doors where people were being in their rooms or whatever, you know, and they're and they're each each person down there apparently had their own version of hell. Because they were reliving a thing in their life that they had not dealt with. That they regretted the most. That they regretted the most. So that was their everlasting torture. So right. they relived this. So everybody had their own version of hell. Yin and yang here. So that means when you anybody that goes to heaven, it can't all be the same. Everybody's got to have their own personal version, right? Yeah. My personal version is not going to be worshiping at the feet of some god all day, every day. That 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 sounds horrible to me. That sounds boring as hell. But then again, if that's what you were at. Every damn time. I don't time. think you would know. Oh, that's you now. Mine's off. The current local time is now 8 o'clock. 8 p.m. <laughs> I don't know. You know, this brings up a whole this brings up a whole lot of philosophical questions that I, you know I don't know the answer to. I don't think we'll ever know the answer to. And to me, when I ditched being a ba- a Southern Baptist, it was a little easier to just kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater and go straight on over into agnostic atheism than it was to do anything else, because the questions are just unanswerable, and. Forgive me for phrasing it this way, but God made me to need questions answered. And if he made me that way and is refusing to answer the questions, that's not a God I want to worship. But I'm just saying, but if you're, you get all these questions, there's, I mean, it's not your fault. That's the way you, that's the way he intended for you to be. Exactly. Because there is no free will. Not if he knows everything that's happened is happening and will happen. Mm-hmm. There is no free will, because because it's already been predestined. What's going to happen? Yeah, you already he already knows what's going to happen. So do you really have free will? And like what we talked about, we did talk about this a little bit last week when you're praying. Okay, <clears throat> so stick with me here. When you pray, oh, there it is, Joe. That was for you. <laughs> <laughs> the vape fell over. Yep. When you pray, you are entreating a God to change his predetermined will in order for you to get that thing that you want. Mm-hmm. Now, there are three answers that God can give you. This is what I was taught. There are three answers. Yes, no, and wait. Yep. Yes, no, and wait. No and wait functionally have the same result. Because nothing's happening at the time. Right. If you get a yes answer, let's say let's say you prayed for your cancer to go away and you went for your next scan and your cancer was starting to go away. Have you been taking chemotherapy this entire time? Have you been doing the things that the doctors told you to do this entire time? Or have you been just sitting there praying, hoping that God would take it away? And if you've been doing the things that the doctors told you to do, is that the result of your, is the cancer going away the result of that? Or is it a result of the prayer? Can you ever really truly be sure? And it if it can't be the result of the prayer, because prayer is pointless. If everything is already decided, it doesn't matter how much you pray. Exactly. That was already in your destiny. 
for you to get cancer and and to beat cancer. Mm-hmm. That was it was already decided before you were ever born. Yeah. So what's the point of prayer? Because God already knows what's going to happen. You're trying to get Him to change His holy plan by entreating Him to do this thing. But realistically speaking, you're not doing shit. Your prayers are hitting the ceiling and bouncing off. Because whenever, when your prayers are answered and you get the answer that you want, right? Because the thing that you wanted happened. Mm-hmm. It's my answer, my prayers were answered. But if it's not the answer that you want, it's, oh, well, you know, it, it, you know, it's not for us to be able to understand, but he has a plan for all of us. Yeah, well, either his so plan... So does he have a plan or does he not have a plan? Because and, you're, and you're is, playing both sides there. And is your prayer actually asking him to actively go against his, pray, his plan? Therefore, changing God's plan, which means he is not omniscient, which means he is not all-knowing. But if that's what you're know, trying to do, is get him to change his mind... That means you're telling him, even though I'm acknowledging you who, who, for who you are, I know better. Mm-hmm. You should change your mind. You, a God, should change your predetermined plan for me, a human. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, honestly, if I was ever going to go back to being any type of theist at all... I would be a deist, like most of the founding fathers. Thank you very much. Thomas Jefferson was a deist. He believed in a God, but he believed in a God that started the universe in motion and then just went straight up hands off from then on out. Your prayers do absolutely fuck nothing. So he got it started and said, best of luck, fuckers. Pretty much. (laughs) Yep. That's what Thomas Jefferson believed. And that's what most of our founders believed. They were not Christian. They were deist. There's a difference. Big difference. They did not pray the same way that we pray. They were not evangelicals. They were not trying to set up a Christian nation at at all. Because most of them did not believe in the version of the Christian God that we know today. Right. And in fact, if you read the writings of James Madison, that comes out very, very clearly because he took real damn good notes during the Constitutional uh, Convention... When they were writing the Constitution, took real good notes. And they weren't published till after his death. And everybody was like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, speaking of, this is a weird segue. But, uh, you know, we're drinking right now. And so I kind of want to get on drinking. Can I read you the list of stuff that the Founding Fathers drank at the Constitutional Convention? If you have it readily available. I'm, I'm going to have it here in a second. Okay, seconds up. Read it. Your second up is read it. You've had like two, three, four. Five, six, seven. Okay, George. So you Rock- have way more George- than what you asked for. No, no, no. You ran out of time. You can't do it now. George no, Washington. No, you can't do it because you said, "Give me a second. You've had that more was a than metaphorical that. second. No, but Sweetie. you didn't say that, Sweetie. You didn't say that. Okay, give me a metaphorical second. You've already had that too. Now you've already wasted that. Do you want me to read this or not? It's very interesting. I guess. George Washington. I mean, it's ran- already determined, so I guess it doesn't matter what I say. George Washington ran up a $17,000 bar tab two days before signing the Constitution. And how much would that be today? No, that's 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 what it is today. Oh, that's today. today's money. That's today's okay, money. Okay, okay, okay. 
Yeah. Um, let's see. They, um, yeah, tab worth roughly $17,253 in today's currency. Um, they were meeting at a tavern. The party had roughly 55 guests, which included troops, politicians, friends, and family, along with 16 more people who were working that night, including musicians, servers, and hosts. Um, by the end of the night, this is what Washington's party had drank. 54 bottles of Madeira wine, 60 bottles of Bordeaux wine, 8 bottles of Old Stock whiskey, <laughs> 22 bottles of Porter Ale, 8 bottles of hard cider, 12 jugs of beer, and 7 bowls, large bowls of punch. The staff and musicians also drank 16 bottles of Bordeaux wine, five bottles of Madeira wine, and seven bowls of punch. The bill also includes a tab for many broken glasses, which adjusted for inflation equals about $300 worth of in, in reimbursements. The final bill came out to 89 pounds and four shillings, or roughly $17,000 in 18, uh, 2018 money. That was a fucking rager. <laughs> and they did that. And they were arguing over the fucking Constitution while they were just drunk off their asses. So you're trying to tell me... They were, weren't drunk. They were fucking wasted. They were wasted coming up with the founding documents of our country. Our country was not founded on Christianity. It was founded on beer. And I can prove it. On alcohol. <clears throat> Whew. <laughs> It's lucky they didn't all die from alcohol right? poisoning. How did they not <laughs> die from that? Holy shit. Holy crap. <coughs> uh, the impressive part of the story is not that they drank at all, or the fact that the drinks back then tended to be more potent than their modern counterparts, so they were all stronger drinks than what we get now, but the fact that, that Washington was functional enough just two days later to see the Constitution signed. I bet he had a migraine from hell. <laughs> Even two days later. It was probably two days later because he had to sleep it off the, the first day. And then like the second day, he was like, Martha! <laughs> Martha! You need to take me to the Constitutional Convention! <laughs> Martha! <laughs> Why didn't he just get on one of, one of, those, one of those planes Trump was talking about? Yeah, the planes that they had at the 1776 convention. Yes, yeah. exactly. The airport. I mean, they fought over them things hard at the airport. The airports during the Civil War. I know. I know. It was terrible. Against the. Against the. the Revolutionary War and all that shit. God, Trump is so stupid. I'm sorry. I. He's so dumb. Why does he have to be so dumb? <laughs> it's like somebody's pointing out some speech he did the other day. He was trying to say the word orange. I mean, I'm sorry, origin. Origin. And he, but he mis he mispronounces it every time as orange. And he didn't do it once. He did it three times in a matter of like a sixty second span. Well, he has a teleprompter everywhere he goes, which you know most people do. Most people who are giving speeches, you know, Joe Biden has a teleprompter. Um, Barack Obama had a teleprompter. Bush had a teleprompter. Trump had a teleprompter. I'm not 100% convinced that the man can read. Well, you, you've seen outtakes of when he's done different speeches. He yes. gets mad when they put in what he calls hard words to say. 
If he has a word that's over three syllables, he can't say it. I, I, Cause he's an idiot. Well, and maybe this is unkind. Maybe he has, maybe he's dyslexic. You know, maybe he has like a, a learning disability that is making it difficult for him to well, he's read. He's got some. He's got a mental disability. But I'm not convinced that the man can read on a third or fourth grade level. I really am not. If you if you look at his speeches and everything, people people have studied his speeches and analyzed the words that he uses. He typically speaks at about a seventh to eighth grade level. His vocabulary is isn't seventh. That's to eighth why grade. he repeats things over and over. Mm-hmm. He'll say the same thing over and over and over and over during the same speech. And a lot of his speeches, they're tangents, you know, they're parentheses within parentheses within parentheses, and he he, he won't finish a sentence and then he'll start another sentence. That has nothing if, to do with the question that was asked. Yeah, if you if you listen to him, he sort of makes sense in the moment because his inflection. And because he's able to kind of drag you on with him on this journey he's taking and this little language journey that he's taking, he, he can kind of do that, right? But if you just either read the speeches, like a, like a text version of the speech, or if you have like an AI read the speech with no inflection, you, you realize how little sense they actually make. See, I, I honestly believe... If there is somebody controlling that shit, that is like, this, this guy's an asshole, and I'm going to make him sound like one. Because <laughs> some of the shit that he says and some of the other Republicans say, they're just, they're just batshit fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, take Marjorie Green with that time up when she was in, like, on the House floor, was complaining about how. When she was in the 11th grade and Joe Biden made it a gun-free school zone. And how all this worse stuff happened. You dumb bitch. When you were in the 11th grade, the first Bush was president. Right. Joe Biden was in Congress, but he had nothing to do with it making it a gun-free zone. I mean, did somebody put that in her, like... Somebody had to give her that information to use. I think she is a super... What's the word I'm looking for? She's a low... In, she's a oh. low information person. I'm, I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be kind. No, fuck that. She's a bitch and she's stupid. She's a low information person. She's dumb. And she has a very limited education. She's dumb. Yes. But... Okay. Really, I we'll think... put it nicely. I'll put it nicely, okay? She has an intelligence deficiency. Okay? <laughs> She's flat out fucking stupid. I think that she believes a lot of things that are said that are not true because they align with her current worldview and she is not intellectually curious enough to try and figure out if the things she's being told are actual truth. See, I honestly, I don't feel like they were, they believe all this shit. But they're just doing it because it gives them attention. Um, let me let me look up I this mean, guy's name. I, I don't see how anybody could believe the way some of these people do, and then actually 
not lay in bed at night thinking, oh, I hate doing this shit. You know? It's just, she's just, I don't know. It's hard to describe how dumb she is. There is a guy, this guy right here, Jeff Jackson. You have probably seen him on TikTok. Um, his name is Jeff Jackson. He is from North Carolina. I don't know if you recognize his face or not. He's been using TikTok since it was a thing in Congress. In its inception. In its, since its inception. And he uses it very well. And what he does, since he got elected to from the state house to the, the, the national house, he has been using TikTok to bring his voice to the people. And he said, he has said in no uncertain terms, what you see on TV, he said, I'm not going to name names. He said, but what you see these people do on TV, they're trying to get ratings. They're not like this behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. They don't act like this when there's no cameras around. He said, but when there's cameras around, they absolutely amp up everything they do mm -hmm. to 11. Because they're trying to, they, they want these rage likes. They want this rage engagement. They want you to get mad about what they're saying. Because if you interact with them, it boosts them. Mm -hmm. And it gets them more media attention. And so they're doing it on purpose. So you're, basically I'm backing you up. You are absolutely 100% right. And you are being backed up by a current sitting congressional representative. They're doing it for the likes. Yeah. 100%. Now, I, I think that Marjorie Taylor Greene or somebody, somebody She's called her on... She's taking that shit to a new level. Somebody called her on Twitter, Ava Brawny. <laughs> That's my favorite name for her so far. Is that Ava Braun? Ava Brawny. <laughs> I still want to know why when you're doing... What's the workout shit she does? She does CrossFit. CrossFit. Why would a woman need to wear a cup? She wears a cup? There's a picture of her. You could tell it looks like she's wearing a baseball player's cup. That's a little weird. Yeah. I know she I know her push ups are shit. So I mean, and her pull ups are shit. I mean, why <clears throat> What are you doing? You looking up for it? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I was gonna do. But you can see her standing there, and she's very visibly wearing a cup, like a boy's. I mean, is she trying to keep her stuff contained down there? Does she have stuff? Somebody is saying that she's pregnant. No, no. This was this was like a, 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 a What, we got dead air here, honey. I'm looking for this. I'm not seeing it. Let's see. CrossFit ditches Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> what is this? God, I wish I could... Well, next time it comes across my stuff, I'll show it to you. Because I was just like, why is she wearing that? You know, apparently CrossFit has decided that they don't want to be associated with her. And they've kicked her out of the gyms. Which is funny. 
because she she's become so okay do you know how you know how you can tell a christian an atheist uh, no a christian a vegan and a crossfitter do what you know how you know if somebody's a christian and uh, a vegan or a crossfitter shit i've heard something like this before just give them a minute they'll fucking tell you Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, because people who are in CrossFit can't fucking shut up about it, all right? But CrossFit has decided that they're done with her. (laughs) Yeah, see, CrossFit condemns her for being loathsome and her dangerous lies. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, um, now that we've got all this dead air, I apologize. (laughs) Uh, Next time that picture comes across, I'll save it because it's it's come across my... My uh, my deal quite a few times, but she's like posing for a picture, and you can see like everybody's like, why is she wearing a baseball cup? And she's trying to keep her, she's trying to keep the flaps in, maybe. <laughs> so gross. I mean, I don't know That's what so else messy. to say. <laughs> maybe she. No. Maybe one of them kept falling out and she was tripping on it or something. I don't something. want to think about Marjorie Taylor Greene's flaps, okay? <laughs> Nobody else listening to this podcast wants to think about her flaps. <laughs> I wouldn't want to think about anything about anybody who, in front of an audience, groped the crotch of a cardboard cutout of Donald Trump. His little mushroom dick. That's <sighs> <laughs> so gross. And at the time, she was supposedly... Happily married, even though she had been cheating on her husband with her gym coach for, like, a while. Yeah, all these family value ones that talk about that, like her, Bo Bear, and Madison Cawthorn. Yeah. All three of them didn't make, their their marriages didn't last through their second term since in office. Yeah, talk about tweets that don't age. Remember when uh, Lauren Bobo was uh, talking about how... In order to keep your man, you just need to chase Jesus. And if you chase Jesus, then your man will chase you chasing Jesus. And that's what you and that's what you gotta do. Apparently, she filed for divorce against him. Now, no sh- She pronounced the name wrong. It's Jesus. That's what she was running after. <laughs> no sh- no shade on Bobert. She may be in a very serious situation. And I and I'm not I'm not playing here. Like okay. I'm not because Jason Bobert is known for being violent. He's got assault charges on him. He's got domestic violence charges on him. She may be in a situation where she had to get out. Now, and granted, no I can, shade on I can, that. I, I can hate a woman all she want, all I want. All right, I fucking hate Marjorie Green. I hate Lauren Bobert. Whatever. But I would not glorify. Or praise a situation where they had to deal with domestic violence at home. Yeah. I think she's had to deal with domestic violence. I really, really, honestly do. Um, And I think the kids have had to put up with it, too, because Jason is known to be violent. Well, that's what's wrong with her. He hit her with a stupid stick. Don't be. (laughs) Don't be flipping about that. (laughs) And then put her out in the backyard and let her play with it. What happened to Bobo was bad because, and, and honestly, she may, okay, let me back up a little bit. She may actually be salvageable. And the reason I say that is because 
hang here. Hang, I'm looking at her like me. she's like you are now past the point of being salvageable. The reason I'm saying that is because she was mar- she was pregnant when she was 16. She got knocked up when she was 16. She was married by the time she was 17. She's only ever been married to this horrible man who when he was filed when he was served with divorce papers, sicked the dogs on the process server. Okay, he is a violent, dangerous man who has been known to get into altercations with the neighbors. He's got an altercation with the cops, and he's beat the shit out of her. And that's all she's ever known since she was 16 years old. Okay. Typically, well, I say typically. Sometimes when women get out of situations like that and they start seeing things for the reality that they are, that things can be better, that this is not actually how my life needs to be, sometimes they will take the track of, oh, okay, I understand now. I have empathy now. And like, oh, looking back at all the old stuff she's done and be like, that explains why people think I'm an idiot. Exactly. Now, with Bobo, she was snatched up before she was able to do anything with her life. And I've made fun of her for having to take four times to pass the GED. That's just a failure of the Colorado school system. That's a failure of her parents. This woman was failed. Well, you can't blame that on the, on the school system if she was a dropout. I can blame it on her parents. Yes, but you can't blame it on the school system. Because it's not their fault that she dropped out and just chose to stay stupid. It's not her. It's not their fault that she dropped out because she got knocked up. Because she was in a situation where that happened. She was in a situation where she got trapped. And my heart goes out to her. I have made fun of her in the past, but I'm going to go on record as my heart going out to her. And I hope that she gets out of this dangerous situation safely. And I hope she does it with her kids. And I hope she does it with her dignity. And I hope she is able, after this is over, to express a little empathy toward other women who are also in this situation that she's been in. Because, yeah, her kids are great. And I'm sure she loves her kids. uh, You say that, but judging off of her past, I think she would still look down on women that are still in that position. Because I think she would be like, if I got out, then you can. It's very possible. But look at where I was 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and where I am now. Like 15 years ago, you were with me. But look where I was when I was with you at first 15 years ago. Right. I mean, realistically speaking, I was a completely different person then than I am now. Completely different. 180 degrees. And it is possible that this Lauren Bobert. I signed the bottom line for. <laughs> I'm just getting a little freakier over the last 15 years, so it's, it's worked out well for you. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying that Bobert has the chance to really make something of herself and to really do good in the world based off of where she came from. And I hope that she takes this chance to do that. I know she's never going to listen to this podcast, and nobody that even knows her is going to listen to this podcast. But maybe I can put some good vibes out there in the world for her. And maybe she can take some of that, and she can become a better person based off of the awfulness that has been her life. Maybe she can improve upon that, and maybe she can use that experience to help improve the lives of other women. But if she does that, 
her political career is over. Yes, 100%. Because the people that voted her into office would not vote for her again. Well, you say that. You say that. But Strom Thurmond was in, he died in office at, at age 99. And he used to be a KKK Grand Wizard. The Dixie Democrats voted for him in office. And the regular Democrats kept him there once the KKK switched parties. He was able to redeem himself. He was able to go against all this stuff that he had done. Because but what I'm saying is that I don't think there are enough Republicans in the district that she's in that would vote for her if she redeemed herself. Here's the problem with Bobo. She's not winning this next time around. She won with 450 votes. Yeah. Closest race in the nation. The guy that's running against her is polling at an even even percentage with her. I honestly think that when he runs against her again in 2024, he's going to win it. Because people are going to be tired of her shenanigans. Well, it's like they're getting tired of some of that shit in Florida. Because, like, what was it, the Jacksonville mayor? Mm-hmm. A Democrat won that spot, and it has been a Republican seat since 1967? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I was telling you the other day. And I don't know, I honestly, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or not, because I was really drunk last week, and I don't remember. But I think think that Republicans have done just a little too much, a little too fast. Yeah. Because fascism takes over by inches. It does not take over by miles. Fascism is a slow slide that you don't notice coming. One bill passes, and you're like, well, that sucks, but then you get used to it. And then another bill passes, and you're like, well, that sucks even more, but then you get used to it. And then a third bill passes to take away rights, and you're like, well, that still sucks, but shit, the other two pass, so I might as well get used to this one too. And then on and on and on and on and on. The Nazis took over between 1933 and 1941. It took them that long to get everything passed so that they could engage in the final solution to where they were loading up Jews and other people in train cars and taking them to Auschwitz. It took that long to do it. With the Republicans, it's taken a year. And they may have bitten off a little more than they can chew because I'm not 100% sure that the people in Florida are going to look at what Ron DeSantis has been doing over the last year and they're going to be okay with it. He's gerrymandered the shit out of the state. But I still think he may actually get defeated this next time around. You know he's officially going to run for president here in the next week or so? He's finally going to throw his hat in the ring because it's no longer illegal to run for president while you're still governor. Mm -hmm. Because they changed that law for him. So Ron DeSantis and his fucking high heel boots... Are going to be running for president. <laughs> Nobody likes him. I don't know why he's doing this. His approval rating is shit. He he can't. The debates between him and Trump are going to be the best thing ever because it's going to be two stupid people going up against each other. I used to think 
that Ron DeSantis was just a smarter version of Trump, but I honestly don't think that's the case anymore. I think he is a he he is just a different version of Trump. He's just a a dumber fascist. Yeah. He's he's a Trump is an accidental fascist. Okay. He does things that benefit himself. Okay. Ron DeSantis is a deliberate fascist, but he's too stupid to make it work. What are you doing? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool as shit right there. You just blew your vape smoke into that wine glass and it's just sitting there. Oh, it's like undulating. Yeah, I did it the other day by accident. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's very cool. Can you like make it do stuff? I wish we had a video of this. Swirl it around, see what it does. Oh, that's cool. It's like swirling in the glass. It looks like it looks like like a magic cauldron or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool as hell. <laughs> well, that just completely threw me off my <laughs> off my subject. What's cool is that you can take it and you can actually pour it out. You can pour it out. <gasps> the smoke is going down. Oh my gosh, how cool is that? I did that the other day, and I sat there and watched it for forever. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Were you high at the time? No, I was really fucking drunk, though. <laughs> when did you get drunk during the week? It was last weekend I was over here oh, doing last this. You weekend. just weren't paying attention because oh. you were too drunk to realize what I was doing. God, we were drunk last week. I am so glad. Whoever listened to last week and made it all the way through all three fucking hours of the podcast, holy shit. I know we've got several listeners um, and several um, loyal listeners, and I love you so much. You have no idea. It made me, I got a message. I got a question. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I got a message from one of our loyal listeners. He said he has not missed a single podcast since we started. He has listened to every single one. Sometimes he has to listen to them in, in sections, like the three. Well, he's hour not podcast. the only one that's listened to every one. No, he's not. Him and cardboard. I don't think cardboard's and, missed one. And and uh, and I don't think uh, I don't think your other friend in uh, in uh, South Carolina has. He's he may have missed a couple, but I don't think he's missed yeah. very many. And so we've got at least three loyal listeners, and I love you all so much. <laughs> and thank you for making it all the way. It, it was not. It was funny because last because you know we call it our date time because when I was on second shift, I'd get up every day around two o'clock, uh-huh. which is about what time he would get home from work, right? And we would play from two to five because that's when I would leave for work, right? But now that I'm on night shift. I get home and we. You mean on first shift? Now that I'm on first shift, I get home and we play from like during the week, like six to nine <laughs> or six to eight, because we we usually get off by the time you get home from work, <laughs> and so it all changes now. And so, and it's been like an everyday thing. And then last night we were just sitting here watching TV, and I never got on, and <laughs> I just got a random message from him. Hold on, let me, let me, I'm gonna look it up real quick. And see what he <laughs> said. Very quickly. But he, he but he texted me. Well, he sent me a bunch of crap today. He's always sending me TikToks. It's always at the worst time when I can't. TikToks okay. is a love language, yeah. baby. At uh, eight thirty our time last night. <laughs> Everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> because because usually, if I'm not going to be able to get on, or if he's not going to be able to get on. We always text each other and let them know, hey, I'm probably not going to be on tonight because i got to do this. Or, hey, it's going to be later when I get on because of this. So we're not, like, just expecting. And, and then when somebody don't get on without saying anything, you're like, 
dude, what's up? You know, like, come on now. So he texted her at eight thirty last night. It's, uh, uh, everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> you still play with all your friends though over on the East Coast, don't you? Uh, now I, we did play. They they don't really play the multiplayer games that much anymore, like the PV the PV mm-hmm. the PVE stuff mm-hmm. or PVP stuff. Sorry, PVP. But they'll still play. Like I know one of them still plays Battlefield, but I've. <sighs> I haven't really gotten into Battlefield that much since uh, Battlefield Three. That was my favorite one. And I really think I think it kind of fell off after that. Uh, Battlefield Bad Company Two. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were playing some other game the other night together. But it was a PV. What is it? PVE. Mm-hmm. But because well, what him, what the two of them will do, the two brothers, that they'll go over and get on. Um, Game Pass, which is like a monthly subscription you can get, and they've got just shitloads of games for free that you can play. And some of them you can just do uh, cloud play, which means you don't have to actually take up memory space to download the whole game. You can play it from the cloud. But then some of them you actually have to do that in order to play like online like a multiplayer kind of thing because it's almost like i can't think of a game that somebody would know but it's just like we're like the three of us are playing together and we're going around killing monsters and shit together you know mm-hmm. uh kind of like one of those over those top view games you're yeah. looking down on your player like third person type scene well no not third person it's like you're looking down above the player Oh, like the like the omniscient. Yeah, omniscient. Like you're looking from like up on a, on a tower or something. Yeah, you know, looking right down on your player. And we were playing something like that, but that's really the first thing we've played all together in a while. But speaking of games, that's coming out. Lord of the Rings is coming out. That Gollum I, game looks I badass. May, I may have. To, I'm so okay. So look, I don't play games. I played Call of Duty some. When we got the new Call of Duty, I've still played it a little bit. I like playing on shipment. It's a fun it's a fun map to play on. It's you know, that's that's my jam right there, okay? I can play shipment all day. But I may have to get Gollum. I started enjoying <coughs> multiplayer Call of Duty games a lot more when I stopped giving a shit about my K D. Yeah. You well you can't give a crap about your K D. You just you just cannot. Do well, it. I wanted to so bad. I was everything I could do to try to keep it above one in a lot of these games. You know, now granted, in this one, it's well above a one. Well, not well above, but it is above one. Uh huh. So I have a positive KD, but it's not because I've been like really trying <laughs> to get my KD up. You know, I like I love shipment because it's just hectic. It's constant. It's very close quarters. So you're. Now, the Excuse best, me. my favorite, is when Hardcore Shipment was out. <laughs> that was fun. Because you'd always get screwed because you'd call in a mortar strike and the damn spawns would move and your teammates would start spawning in where you shot your mortar strike. Uh-huh. And so you're, like, dying over and over and over again. <laughs> well, I enjoy Shipment. It's it's a, it's a an easy game for me. To, it's an easy map for me to play. I kind of know where the sight lines are. I know where to go find people. I know where I can... There's not very many places to hide. I love Shipment because it's my favorite map to use rocket launchers. 
And you are a piece of shit for doing that, and I just want to put that out there. Like RPGs, like that's one reason one of my friends stopped playing because we play on shipment. <laughs> and if I start killing people with RPGs, then their whole other team will start using them. <laughs> and he start yelling at me that it was my fault. You're about to knock that vape over again, and then Joe's going to be mad. Oh well, he expects it now. <laughs> but you know, it was. What did he say that he thought that you were hitting his Jeep the other day? Oh, he was driving the other day when it hit, and it scared the shit out of him because he said he thought something hit his Jeep. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the it's called it's called the Joker now. But I made a clip the other day, and I had to send it to my nephew and my son because this was all the way back when I think it was Black Ops or Black Ops Two or Modern Warfare Two or Three, whichever one had the javelin in it. Uh huh. That's really loud. And the javelin was one when you shoot. You have to lock in on a spot. The javelin would go out, it would go up, and it would come down and land where you had it marked at, right? Right. It was like a laser sight. Yeah. And we would all make sure we had a class with the javelin on to start the round. Mm-hmm. And either my son or my nephew, young one, would yell, Javelins away! And our whole fucking team would shoot javelins across the map and see if anybody could get anybody. <laughs> and there's some maps... You could tell you're pissing some people off because we like more than one of us would get a kill because they didn't have anywhere to go because there was six javelin shots coming at them all at once. <laughs> but <laughs> I was on shipment and I managed to shoot my javelin twice in a row without getting killed, which was a feat in itself. I got uh-huh. lucky. Uh-huh. But I shot it up. It flew up. It hit the ground. I killed three people. Nice. And I shot the second one immediately. Like, I was ready. I was already targeting in, shooting the second one by the time my first one got the kills. And it went up and landed in the same spot and killed the same three guys. So I watched the kill feed. Watched the, killed the same three fucking guys I killed with the first one, except for I killed those three and the fourth guy on the second shot. <laughs> and I sent it to my nephew and my son. I was like, this bring back memories. Javelins away. <laughs> Do you know who that guy is? Not to, not to change the subject. Looks like Tiki Watiti. That's Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti, yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you see that shirt that he's wearing? It's got his face on it, doesn't it? Nope. Pineapples? That's pineapples. Okay. He, You know who Rita Ora is? No. Okay. Hang on. Let me see if I can get her. Who is Rita? Just, you need to tell me who she is. You got dead air. Come on. She is his wife. Oh, okay. So, that's Rita Ora right there. All right. And you know the girl who played Valkyrie on uh, Thor? Oh, yeah. They might have been in a little bit of a thing right before he married Rita Ora. Who, they? Taika and, and Rita Ora and the oh, girl Oh, all played. three of them? Yeah. Lucky bastard. Right? <laughs> what is the girl who played uh, uh Valkyrie, hang on. See, that made me think about it. I don't know how long ago this was. It could have been this year. It could have been last year. It could have been years ago. I don't know. But I saw a clip on TikTok the other day. Where, Tessa, Tessa Thompson, that's her name. Where Garth Brooks and Dolly Parton were on stage together talking. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. And there was something about... She, 
she was trying to make fun of him, trying to pick on him about something. And it was something about how she was basically picking on him about, like, hey, I know you wish you could have gotten with me when I was younger or uh-huh. something. She didn't come out and say those words, I don't think, right? Uh-huh. But then they started talking about some other woman as well. Right? It, oh, some, so that's what it was. She said that somebody told her that Garth Brooks told them that she that she was his hall pass. Hang on. And she said, well, I also heard that somebody else was hit, was her. She was also someone else's hall pass. And it had something to do with Garth. So she goes, you know, everybody calls you the GOAT. And you know, you're, you're, you're talking about all this stuff. I know what GOAT stands for. Garth organizes a threesome. <laughs> oh, did you find it? I saw you online telling all those nice people out there that I'm your hall pass. Oh, yeah. and, he said, oh, shit, yes. That's what he said. <laughs> And that I'm Trisha's hall pass, too. Hey, I just had a thought. I know why you're doing that goat thing. I think that stands for Garth organized a threesome. (laughs) (laughs) I think you did. (laughs) Look at how embarrassed he looks. I thought I couldn't love you anymore. But when he realized what she's about to say, he's like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about how she was just a hall pass. <laughs> Dolly Parton is the patron saint. <laughs> and that's, that's where of I'm going to end that. all things holy. She is the patron saint. I want to like get you've one always of... said before, when we start eating the rich, she's the last one to go. She could be a multi-billionaire. Billionaire. Billionaire, she could be as rich as Elon Musk, and she is not because she gives away so much of her fortune. Yeah, she that she is a so much. she is a several hundred thousandaire, but she is that way on purpose. Purpose. She specifically set up Dollywood so that she could bring jobs to that area of Tennessee. She pays those people well. She takes care of them. She pays for their college from day one, one. Mm-hmm. when they are in Dolly, when they are employed with Dollywood. She has spent so much money on giving books to kids. Like if you if you have a kid that's under the age of uh, five or ten, I can't remember what the age cutoff is, but like five or ten. If you have a kid that age and you ask her to send you books, she will send you books. Mm-hmm. Just. All you have to do is just mail in and say, hey, send me a book. She'll send you like a, like a new book a week at her expense. I mean, she has done so much for the state of Tennessee. And do you know what? The, the only thing, the only thing that I have ever taken issue with her on is the fact that when the drag ban came out in Tennessee, she didn't speak up. She's been very quiet about it. And that, that has that's hurt my heart a little bit because... Somebody with her kind of power in Tennessee, she needs to be, she needs that. to be using that power. Yeah. Taylor Swift lives in Tennessee. She needs to be using the power that she has to affect change in that state. Do you know what? Did you, did you know that North Carolina was the first one to pass a transgender bathroom bill, like three or four years ago? I remember something about that. You know why they didn't ended up not not going through with it? Because a bunch of musical artists got together and said we're not coming to north carolina if you have this we're just not doing it we're not coming 
if Taylor Swift by herself yeah. said, fuck you people and your bathroom bands, I'm not coming to your state. If she canceled her tours to these various states, it would do so much damage to the economy. And it would it would raise her so high. But one reason why she has not done this, and this is something that came out on the, on the documentary that just came out about her um, and some behind-the-scenes stuff that was shown on TikTok, her father is scared for her life. Who, Taylor's? Because if she, if she speaks up too much, it's going to piss off the right-wing people who support her, and they may actually try to kill her. Yeah. He is terrified for her. But she was in, she was in and it's going to make me cry, she was in that back room crying, saying, Dad, we have to do, do this. this. Yeah. We cannot support Marsha Blackburn in this state. We have to be a voice for these people who don't have a voice in this state. We have to do this, Dad. She said, yeah, it's going to be dangerous for me, but I don't care. We have to do it anyway. That is what we need, and we need her, and we need Dolly, and we need all of these artists. Lizzo. Okay, Lizzo bringing drag queens up on stage in Tennessee in defiance of the drag ban. Okay, great, fine. Lizzo, don't go to Tennessee. Don't do your concerts in Tennessee. That The money talks. This performative nonsense where you bring somebody up on stage, that's great. Do that in a state where they don't have a bathroom ban. Do that in a state where they don't have a drag ban. I mean, boycott and stuff like that. I mean, look at the hurt in Florida's going through right now. Yeah, the the truck drivers are January, June the 1st. You see all these trucks trucks in Florida. But what do you notice about all these trucks? They're parked. No, 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 no. The ones driving. <coughs> what did you notice about them? What do I know? What am I? Not a damn one of them you saw in that video had a trailer hooked up to them. That's true. That's true. They were moping down the highways with their flashers on, headlights on. Hundreds of them. They, refusing to haul freight in or out of that state. And that that's... I'm a freight broker. And I have got a big customer in Florida. That is going to negatively impact me. Well, you got to think, too. Because, you know, they're all about taking care of the big, the big money people. Okay? We'll look at Simply Orange. Mm-hmm. They boast about Florida oranges. There's people trying to boycott anything out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Like they won't buy orange juice that comes out of Florida. That's going to affect them. There's the ones that are going to end up sending lobbyists up there and say, listen here, you dumb fuck. You're, you're killing us here. Yeah. We've got shit going bad because nobody will buy it. We got other shit that we can't get. It's going bad because we can't get it out of the fucking state. You know, it, it, we can't get stuff in the state that we're needing. I mean, it's... Disney has canceled a $1 billion building project that they had where they were going to bring a new conference center into, fuck, Orlando, I think, or Tampa. And Disney just said, the governor has picked a fight with us. Fuck him. We're done. And... They just pulled the plug. That's 3,000 jobs. But they just said, fuck you. We're not doing it. Hotel reservations are down. Hotel reservations are down in the state of Florida. Conference room reservations are down in the state of Florida. Disney Disneyland parks reservations are down in the state of Florida. Ticket sales are down. Everything is down because people, number one, 
people are scared to go to the state because your kid might get taken away from you. Yeah. That's horrifying. I would not dare take my trans kid to the state of Florida for fear they might legally kidnap him. We talked We talked about the other day go, possibly going to Memphis to go you, to the aquarium. No, we said, fuck no, we're not going because Memphis drag queens, drag dressing in drag is a felony and we're not going to take our kid who technically dresses in drag to a state where he's not welcome. Mm-hmm. We were going to go. There's an aquarium in Memphis that I want to go to. Hey. I want to go to the Bass Pro Shop. I want to go to the Big Pyramid. I want to go to the Pyramid. But we can't We can't go for fear that our kid will be... Well, it's not just that. It's just that I <clears> refuse <throat> to go there and spend a penny of my money in that state. Yeah. Like, even when I was dog thirsty or hungry, whenever I leave work, when I was working there, truck stop right there. Wouldn't do it. I'm not stopping there. Yeah. I'll stop at the one in uh, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not much better, but we're not as bad as Tennessee. Right. But I will not spend a penny of my money. And I won't let you spend a penny of my money in Tennessee. Well, I don't blame you, and I won't do it. And it, it breaks my heart. <laughs> I just got to do customer Unless I work. find out my pickles that we get come from Tennessee, then I might have to make an exception. I just, one, of, one, of my, <laughs> one of my customers, one of my brand new customers, that I have been chasing them for months trying to get them to give me freight. And they finally started giving me freight. I've got five loads going out next week. All five of them originate in Florida. And you're trying to find trucks for them. And I'm trying to find trucks for them. That'll go get them. Yeah. But what's bad is that when you got that many guys boycotting it. I don't know what's going to happen. The ones that are trying to go in. It's going to be expensive. No, 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 no. They don't have hell getting in there. Yeah. Because people are going to be basically, I wouldn't say bullying them into not going but they're gonna let them know yeah they're gonna let them know it's like crossing the picket line yeah you don't cross the picket line yeah good luck with that yeah that's gonna be fun and i quoted her some real good damn rates so i don't have any money to throw around on these (laughs) but i you know speaking of work i am having my best month in a long time yeah best month in a long time third or fourth biggest month ever so and i'm on pace to do my second best month ever which is pretty freaking awesome mm-hmm. so let's just keep that energy up yeah buddy yeah bubby because we will be able to oh oh speaking of i have to keep doing good through the summer because we have to pay for our youngest son to go to costa rica oh yeah we signed him up to go to costa rica next year my fucking 14 my 13 year old kid he's no he's 13 this year he'll be 14 next year he'll be 14 when he goes to costa rica we've got to get him a passport i've got to get his name changed before we do the passport because i have to get his name changed and then his birth certificate changed and then his passport so i've got to do that like soon and then we've got to we have a monthly payment that we have to and pay. we're not technically changing his name we are just Getting he's always gone by his middle name and he wants his middle name to basically be his first name and only have a first and last name without a middle name. Yeah. And you know what's funny is my brother did the exact same thing. Although he said he would accept a middle name. Which one? Luke. But that's his name. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. 
Oh. His his middle name is Luke. Maybe not. Then. The oldest one's middle name is Luke. But um, but if he wants to be Luke too, that's fine. He can be Luke as well. We can make one Luke and one Lucas. That's fine. They can they can they can pick their own damn names. I don't care. But yeah, the youngest one has gone by his middle name forever because I was a, a dumbass and chose a difficult name for my oldest one and a middle name for my second one. <laughs> and I should have known that they were both going to come back and want to change them. And what really sucks is I have a tattoo, tattoo. on my back. Now, okay, so I have a couple of rules when it comes to tattoos. With both of their... She has a tree of life with both of our kids' birth names worked into the branches. Yes, and one kid, that's not his name anymore. It has been legally changed, and I'm about to have his birth certificate changed. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have somebody, like, scratch over the birth name with to make it look like I took a red Sharpie. And went across it, and then have the correct name written across it in Sharpie, in red Sharpie, across the top of it. That's why there's two tattoos that I want. I want one with the birth dates of my children. Yeah. And I want one that minimalist outline drawing of me and the four kids walking up to Academy that time. I want that's that's the two tattoos that I want. Yeah. Because ever since I saw that, that somebody did something like that, I've been wanting one like that ever since. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I would get it at, but I want it. Well, I think that place that you were going to get the, the sleeve done, I think would be a really good place to go. Because he, he does really good work. He does really good work. We just need to figure out how much it's going to cost to get that done. And go back up there and be like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. We didn't come for the first tattoo, but here's what we want on the second one. So, but yeah. But hopefully I'll have a really good month and we can get all our stuff paid off and, you know, do some good work and send our kid to Costa Rica <laughs> with a camera. He better come back with some damn good pictures. That's all I'm saying. Don't come back with good pictures. Don't come back at all. <laughs> they get they get to ride a zip line. They get to go to like a habitat. They get to do just all kinds of freaking stuff. And we use so nets cool. at night to catch bats so they can identify them. That's awesome. We need to get him a rabies shot because if you catch a bat, you get bitten by the bat. That's just that's like part of it. <laughs> I need to figure out what shots he needs before he goes down there. But yeah. Well, we got a year to figure it out. Yeah, we got a year. Well, but we need to get it done as quickly as possible. possible. Yeah. So that we don't have to worry about it for the rest of the year. So I'm going to start working on getting his name changed this month. Okay. And then, and then, and then we'll go from there. So, well, we are an hour and thirty-four minutes into this. That's plenty. You think it's plenty? Yeah. I think we're good. We've talked about so much stuff tonight, and I hope you have enjoyed this little weird ride that we've gone on. And thank you for <laughs> making it this far. If you did. If you did. <laughs> if you didn't, screw you. <laughs> You're not listening to hear this now anyway. <laughs> yeah, you part-timer ho. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on this journey journey and we will see you next well maybe see you tomorrow but we will definitely see you next week definitely next week we love you <laughs>